You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we welcome you on in to the Locked On Syracuse podcast on this April 14th, Wednesday morning recording here. Happy you could join us. Just Tim Leonard here with you today. No Tyler Rocky. Unfortunately, our work schedules have not lined up great lately so today on the show it'll just be me we really had no basketball news drop yesterday every time we wait and kind of in fear of news dropping it's not dropping that's how it's been going on the podcast front we did get a one note from anthony debundo about jimmy Beheim. he got a chance to speak with the head coach and father jim Beheim about his timetable so check that out on debundo's twitter if you missed it but basically it was a quote kind of breaking down that Jimmy still was waiting on what the forward situation was going to be like, and he's going to make up his mind soon. So we'll continue to keep you guys updated on all things basketball, transfer portal related. But today on the show, I thought we'd talk some football. I'm getting excited for football season. I don't know about you guys, and I'm feeling a lot more optimistic after some of the offseason moves and the changes this coaching staff have made. So we're back to spring practice right now. Unfortunately, kind of been lock and key and not a whole lot to really know about what's going on we've only heard from Dino Babers once we don't have a roster we don't even have a depth chart so we're going to do the next best thing today on the show we're going to project the depth chart we're going to run through offense and defense and just as much as we can right now kind of size up what are some areas of concern what are some strengths on this team as it stands right now in the spring So let's start with the quarterback position, and that is the big question mark, obviously. Tommy DeVito versus Garrett Schrader. How much is Schrader going to play? I would assume that when the spring depth chart, if it ever does come out, Tommy DeVito will be heading that list. Worth noting, there's also Jacoby and Morgan, Dylan Markowitz, Justin Lampsom's an early enrollee who we've spoken to on this podcast. Tyler and I both very high on him. Hopefully we don't see those freshmen this year. That's the luxury of bringing in a Garrett Schrader, and that's something Dino has talked about. But I think it's about as deep of a quarterback room as we've had in a while. David Summers also has entered the transfer portal, if anyone missed that. So those are the five quarterbacks in the room currently. And Dino was asked about Schrader and the one time that he spoke right at the start of spring practice. He said he likes Schrader's aggressive style of play. That's kind of what drew them to recruiting him. And he also just liked the fact that now they have someone in there that is going to be able to compete for the job. And he said his staff kind of got together and felt like they just needed an extra body back there. They didn't have enough guys outside of Tommy that have really played a lot of significant snaps. Now, we know Jacobian played some time last year, but as I said, that's the benefit now. You have Garrett Schrader, and Tyler and I have talked about this, but whoever wins out that job will do it by playing very well in spring practice so i'm excited about the quarterback position i would expect to see devito one schrader two and i wouldn't rule out the possibility either that both of them play i know that's a very controversial strategy and what i mean by that is maybe you have some packages for schrader dino's done stuff like that in the past whether it's throwing in clayton welch for a couple plays or it was DeVito versus Dungy in DeVito's sophomore year. DeVito, remember even in that NC State game, that big ranked win, DeVito came in after there was some controversy going into that week, and he played a package right before the end of the first half. I wouldn't rule it out. That's all I'll say, and and hopefully we find out more on that situation. But I'm excited that Schrader is there to at least elevate DeVito, and if DeVito's starting, that means he's really earned the job, and they have the luxury of having a a starting-level quarterback as your backup if one of them goes down running back position maybe my favorite group on the team 
and honestly, maybe the strength of the team. This is one of the best running back groups in the ACC this year. Period, point blank. You got Sean Tucker, who's back. He will probably head up the depth chart and had one of the best freshman running back seasons in recent Syracuse memory, really in Syracuse history. Abdul Adams and Jarvion Howard reports have come out. They are practicing. They are back. They have rejoined the team. Dino has confirmed it. He said something to the effect of they will start at the bottom of the depth chart and work their way up. My thought process on this is all three of them will play by the time that the season rolls around. You might not even see them in the depth chart, or maybe you only see one of them, and it'll look weird, but let's face it, Abdul Adams, Jarvion Howard, two veteran backs that maybe Adams was a little underwhelming in his one full season, but we know what we have in them. We know we have some talent there. So that's three really good running backs. Also, Cooper Lutz is there. Josh Huff is a freshman coming in as well. I like both of those guys. I wonder about Cooper Lutz, what his future is. There's always guys that transfer out after they kind of have those meetings, after the spring ball practice and the spring game, and the positional battles have kind of been won or lost. I'm not saying he will transfer out, but we'll see. I mean, I think the running back position is in a great spot, though. Offensive line is really what has me excited about this season, and honestly, it's why I feel a lot more optimistic when I look at the spring depth chart as I have in really the past three or four years. This is a super deep offensive line group. And part of it is you got to bring back guys like Aaron Service who are returning and have that extra year of eligibility. But really, not only is it deep, it just has more size. It has more of that ACC level physicality to it. So that's what excites me. Let's give our best guess now of what the starting O-line will look like for the spring depth chart. And then I'll make a caveat as to what I hope happens once the season rolls around. Here's my best guess for what will roll out in the spring. Carlos Vettorello returning at the center position. Dakota Davis returning at a starting guard spot. Chris Bleich, the other starting guard spot, the Florida transfer. And then the tackle is what they were last year, Aaron Service, Matthew Bergeron. Now, the caveat there is I did not mention Willie Tyler, the Texas transfer, who we talked about in a recent podcast. If you missed a full breakdown on his game, go back and check that out. I'm excited about Tyler. I hope he fits into the starting five somewhere. I think he has potential to be a guard or a tackle. I'd really love to see them work him in at tackle because to me, this Syracuse offensive line, the weakness is Veterello of those five guys I mentioned, really even service at the tackle spot. I'd like to see service this year back at center. He struggled last year. I know it was probably injury and other things related but he's even said, I, I miss being able to call plays and being in the middle with those big guys. So I'd like to see him rotate back to center where he was for the 10-3 and three season. Then I'd like to see them insert Willie Tyler as the other tackle and have Vettorello just as kind of a, a deep guy that you can rely on if an injury happens. Now, they do have positional flexibility. They have a lot of other guys. I, I could mention five or six other guys and I think a lot of fans know who I'm talking about, but that would be my best guess at what will happen in the spring and then what I'm hoping to see. Either way, offensive line, much more encouraged about that than I have been in a while. Okay, guys, I want to remind you about my favorite protein bar out there, which is, of course, Built Bar. They've been with us for a while now, and they are great to have early in the morning, after a workout, after a run. It is my favorite protein bar out there. They are a candy bar that is somehow good for you. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. They are covered in 100% chocolate, but they're soft and easy to chew, and you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, yet high protein and high fiber. You take the peanut butter, for example, 19 grams protein, just 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, 
five grams net carbs. These bars are great for you and they taste delicious as well. And when you go to BuiltBar.com today, use our promo code LOCKED15. That gets you 15% off your next order. Again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Moving on to the wide receiver position, kind of a question mark. Obviously, Taj Harris back. He is an all-ACC caliber guy. He's going to get a ton of receptions. Should have another big year. Found out no Ed Hendricks, no longer with the program, which is just a total bummer that his career never panned out to anything. I'll give my best guess at the wide receiver depth chart. I would say Taj, obviously, in the starting ones. Anthony Queeley no doubt will be on the ones as well. And then I put Damian Alford as the guy that also joins them in the first string lineup, just because I think he has tons of upside and has a year under his belt in the system. Second string, Sherrod Johnson, kind of underwhelmed when I've seen him play, but we'll see. I think he has some more experience. I mean, really, this whole wide receiver group is unproven young guys. I really like the future of the room, They might be a year away from being a really good wide receiver room, though, and I hope they prove me wrong because I do like the ability of some of these young guys. Justin Barron, I'd also put on the two deep, and Javante Williams has been seen making some one-handed grabs in practice. I think he's a guy that the coaching staff likes. There's also Courtney Jackson, Russell Thompson-Bishop, Trevar Pena. We'll see. And then there's the three freshmen who I haven't even mentioned, Gadsden, Amari Hatcher. I really hope we see some of Hatcher this year. I really liked his film. And then Kendall Long is the other freshman uh, out of South Carolina. So deep wide receiver room, a lot of unproven talent. It starts with Taj Harris. I hope some other guys can step up. I, I, like a Courtney Jackson, It's it's been kind of a while. We've been waiting on him to make that leap. And I think last year he just, you know, you didn't even have spring ball. He came in and had a great spring ball his freshman year. And since then he's just kind of fizzled. So we'll see on the wide receiver room. Moving to tight ends now. A good tight end room. Chris Elmore will be back at the tight end position, you'd imagine, which, thank God we don't have to throw him at guard, although he performed admirably considering the situation. Luke Benson also back. Aaron Hackett transferred out. I think most know that by now, but I would expect Elmore Benson as your starting tight ends. Also some deep options that hopefully they'll get to explore this year. Landon Morris is an early enrollee. I saw he posted a photo recently with his weight up a little bit. I just, again, I wish I knew more about how he's performing in spring ball, but all things considered, I think he has a shot to really crack the rotation this year, and he could be a guy to watch for when the depth chart comes out. Stephen Mahar, also the Rochester tight end, who is highly rated, is entering his second year with the program, and I think he has a lot of potential as this tight end group develops over time. So feel good about tight ends. Let's move to the defensive side of the ball now as we continue along projecting this depth chart. Start with the defensive line. The positive here is you're returning the three starters. That was a huge, huge thing for me. Once the end of the season happened and we were in that period of waiting and trying to figure out who's returning, who's going, Kingsley Jonathan, Josh Black, McKinley Williams, all three of them are back. Remember there were some reports of Josh Black. It turns out he is returning. and, And basically, those are the leaders of your team at this point. I mean, those three guys... We know what we're getting. It underperformed a little bit last year, but I'm optimistic that after an, a full spring learning the system, they'll be better. The concern I have with defensive line is the way this system operates, the way this defense operates with Tony White. You kind of need to have a deep unit. I'm not saying they don't. It's just there's still some question marks. A guy like Cody Roscoe, we don't 
really know as far as I know if he is returning and hopefully he is there's some other pieces to name Drew Tazama Curtis Harper Latari Kinsler's back I mean he was a very highly rated guy and and now he's entering his second year with the program Terry Lockett's an early enrollee they just need some guys to step up there to make me feel a little bit better about what we have in that second phase of the defensive line but the starters are back and they should be better than they were last year all right, so let's move to linebacker now. feel very good about the linebacker position, which is kind of weird. I mean, let's think about every time we do this podcast for the last five years, which we haven't actually done, but let's just say hypothetically we did, there's been a revolving door at linebacker. And every time looking ahead to a Syracuse football season, I've thought, man, linebacker's kind of a question mark. We'll see how they do. In some years, they fared very well. The Andrew Armstrong year turned out great, but other years they haven't. Linebackers got a lot better as the season progressed last year. They were put in a lot of tough spots, but we've got some talent in this linebacker room. First thing to note is Lee Koba is a big question mark. I'm going to leave him off my 2D peer, my projection that I'm going to get to. For those that don't know, he was suspended indefinitely on February 27th from the team. There was a press release, so we don't know what that means, and hopefully he's able to learn from his mistake and be back with the team but just worth noting that I'm not putting him in my too deep but I think you have six solid starting options at linebacker going into this year my best guess of the first string will be basically what it was last year Jeff Cannonarku, Steph Thompson Michael Jones will be my guess Michael Jones had a great year he's definitely the headliner there I guess you could say but Steph Thompson played great as a true freshman one of those guys that really shined now he's back after a full year. Jeff Cannonarku was so-so at times and dealt with some injuries like a lot of the defense, but feel good about that first string group. Second string, again, these guys could crack the first string. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me one bit. Marlo Wax was great last year. I'll throw his name in there. Steve Linton as that edge rusher, good pass rusher, and then also another great pass rusher from this unit is Tyrell Richards. He's back, and he had obviously a lot of weird stuff happen in the offseason last year so he could be a first string guy for sure either way the way this linebacker group works we'll see all those guys we'll see a fair amount of them michael jones being back is huge so i feel pretty good about linebackers overall all right back to more of the depth chart in just a little bit but first i want to remind you guys about betonline.ag the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but nba nhl in full swing right now and bet online has you covered real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine just put betonline.ag in your web browser and they will get you your free account you just sign up for it it's free and you can sign up on a mobile device. You can go to the website. Again, just put that betonline.ag in. And when you sign up, don't forget about our promo code, Locked On. All one word. It is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That is our promo code, which gets you 50%, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That could be some real savings, depending on what that first deposit is. So don't forget about that promo code, Locked On, at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So now let's transition to the last group, defensive backs, which Stephen Bailey, a shout out to him. I, I get a kick every time I watch a Dino Presser at just the dynamic between Stephen Bailey and Dino Babers because there's a, a certain level of respect there and he's always asking the questions that we want him to ask. He's great at his job and I'm happy that he's back covering the team for 24-7 sports now because 
He presses Dino, and Dino kind of knows that he has to do it, but he's also usually not going to give him much, and there's kind of a smirk or something back. But he kind of pressed him in the one press conference on just basically, can you tell us anything about the defensive back room, where some of those guys are lining up? Because honestly, it's weird to say, but DBs is kind of a concern. I mean, I'll get into it. I think there's plenty of talent in this room. It's kind of like wide receiver. There's talent. There's a case to be made that it won't be a concern at all, but let's face it. There's three guys in the NFL draft coming up at the end of this month that are going to be drafted from our defensive back room. Three guys losing that were NFL talent. I mean, you got to have, when you start there, there's, there's a lot to replace. So Garrett Williams is back. He's the star. He's on the younger side, but we know Garrett Williams will be starting. We know he'll be making plays. Big year for him to kind of showcase his NFL scout potential and maybe just prove that he is, quote-unquote, the guy. But right now, I feel very good about Garrett Williams. Also, another guy who's back is Eric Coley. Felt like he was kind of the forgotten man last year. I Maybe it was just me, but it felt like there were so many injuries that you kind of got lost in the shuffle as to when Eric Coley went down, and it was just kind of a bummer that he did, but he is back, and I've always liked his game, the Fayetteville Manliest product, who's really made some big plays for us two years ago and even before that. So he's back in the safety position mix. Rob Hanna's back. I'll just name kind of in no particular order. These are the next crop of guys that are all vying for spots, and this is the most important position, I think, to watch if we ever do get this spring depth chart and just see huh, okay, Dino's going with that guy there. The defensive back room has is, is made a decision there because it's a question mark right now. And a lot of these guys, I would say, are kind of in the same tier of we know they're talented, but can they prove it? So here's the full list. Rob Hanna, Jihad Carter, we saw both of them last year. Neil Nunn, Ben Labrose, Chase Atkinson, who did appear on the two deep at the start of the season last year. Didn't see a ton of him. Smurf Greenwood's back. Then you also got Jason Simmons Jr., who's the transfer from New Mexico State. I'd like to see him. You'd think that if he's transferring in, he'll probably have some potential to crack the two deep. Haven't even named the two early enrollees as well. Deuce Chestnut. I think most fans know about him. Apparently, he made some big plays in the spring practice the first day. Dino mentioned that. He made an interception. I'd love to see Deuce on the starting two deep. Maybe it won't happen in the spring, but I think there's a real shot that Deuce Chestnut is starting at the defensive back position once the season starts. The other is Malcolm Folk, who I'm also very high on as kind of that rover position, and maybe they'll move him around, but I think that's mostly what he was recruited to be. So that's the defensive back room. I I could venture a guess as to how this lines up. I feel like it'll just be ripped and thrown into the paper shredder once it actually comes out, but bottom line is, Garrett Williams is back. He's definitely in it. Eric Coley, I would, I would say, is definitely starting. Rob Hanna, Jahard Carter, return with experience. Maybe they appear in the spring too deep. There's some concern there, but I think a lot of the names I just mentioned, I'm pretty high on, so that makes me feel better. Plus, they get a full spring to learn, to get some more reps in, and that was the big concern with the defense last year, which... Let's not forget, the defense was really pretty solid for a 1-10 team. Actually, very solid for a 1-10 team standards and very excited about the direction of the defense under Tony White going forward. So that is me projecting the depth chart. Like I said, probably throw it out in a couple weeks if this new one comes out. It could be dropping right after this podcast. That's usually how this stuff works when we record things on the podcast. But 
Want to talk some football today. Getting very excited, and I'd say overarching theme there is some question marks at some position groups, but let's face it, it's kind of nice that I feel good about the defensive back room. I feel good about how they've recruited there. So if that's a question mark, that's good. And I'm just happy about the offensive line. I'm just, I think that really has crippled this program in the past several seasons now, dating back to the past two seasons. And I'm optimistic that the quarterback play can improve with an improved offensive line. I think they're going to run a, a run-dominated, heavy run scheme this year for the most part because they have three great running backs, and that should be exciting that they're kind of getting back to that style and they have some bodies up front that can produce that style a lot better. So we'll continue to keep you guys updated on football. We're hoping to talk to some of the NFL draft prospects as we get closer and closer to that season. So subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to me ramble today about football. As always, I'll be back with Tyler tomorrow. And we're hoping, hoping, fingers crossed, we'll have Cole Swider on the show as well. So to the basketball fans, stick around for tomorrow. Cole Swider should be joining us. We're hoping to record that tonight and then drop it likely Thursday and Friday on this podcast. So subscribe now for that. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse, and we'll talk to you guys soon.